Welcome to the LinkedIn Branding Show by Michelle Squared, the podcast empowering entrepreneurs, experts, and small business owners to rise up and stand out as they build their personal and business brands on LinkedIn. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. I'm one of your co-hosts, Michelle B. Griffin. And I'm the other half of Michelle Squared, Michelle J. Raymond. And welcome back, everybody. Don't worry, I'm in an excellent mood this week. I'm not as grumpy as I was last week. So it's okay, Michelle, we can all relax. Yay. I see that smile again. For those who are just listening, Michelle is smiling large. We are good. The world is good again. Now, I want to get back to a topic which I think will help people to have the perseverance and the patience to achieve what they set out to achieve on LinkedIn with their brand. And Michelle, this week, what I would love to talk about is what is the reality of how long it should take to build a brand on LinkedIn? So we've got our personal brand, our company brand. If we're just starting out on the platform, let's set some realistic expectations because I think when you first start, it looks like everybody's got everything under control and you're the only one that doesn't. Absolutely. First of all, you know that building a brand is not a one-off, okay? You don't just set it and forget it. You were in it to win it and to keep evolving with it, which we've alluded to in the past few episodes. But you need to start. Much like they say, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago and the second best time was today. So if you're on the fence waiting, this episode is for you because we're going to give you some realistic timelines. It's not going to take 20 years, but it's not going to take two minutes either. So let's get started, Michelle. It really isn't going to take two minutes. And yes, I agree with you. It's not going to take 20 years, but it also is something that if your business is around and you're on LinkedIn for the next 20 years, then you're going to have to keep working at this because it doesn't stop. It's not that one and done. And I think by the time this episode goes live, it'll be almost LinkedIn's 20th birthday. So there would be some people out there that may have started back when LinkedIn started. So if you think 20 years seems like a long time, but you know what? There's probably people out there that have been here that long. So where do we start? I think for me, let's start with personal brand, then we'll talk about company brands second. For me with a personal brand, if I look back when I first started and I was working for someone else, so I was a sales rep. My only idea was to jump on LinkedIn to create free content where I could reach more customers. That was the extent of how I set out to do things. So I wasn't really intentionally out to create it, but I think it probably happened over a couple of years as I figured out what was going on. Because at that time, I didn't even know a LinkedIn trainer would exist, let alone that I would become one. But it was one of those things that I think I found my way by accident. Now, when you work with clients, they go through your seven-step program, right? And so it's probably a completely different experience for them. So what does it look like when someone deliberately creates their brand from the beginning? I guess the best way for me, because it's the way I practice and teach it and for myself, is that seven-step. And you know what I'm going to say? It starts with a, let's have a question. Is it A, foundational, B, fluffy, C, none of the above, or D, I have no idea. What do you think, Michelle? Uh, And it's not F for fake it either. (laughs) And if anyone selected B, you should unsubscribe to this podcast (laughs) because Michelle's going to hunt you down. It's all about foundational, of course. We can't skip over these steps because 
As someone that did skip over those steps, we've shared about this in my story a million times. You started at step four. Step four. She skipped the most important first three steps, people. Which is hilarious. It, It makes for good stories in the book because I realize the power of it now. I was that person, as I've shared many times, that it was all about the colors and the fonts and my really crappy business card. It still sits there as a reminder to me that's not branding. And so for me, I wish I'd gone back because the biggest benefit for me is it would have kept me on track. I would have known the destination. I would have been able to reverse engineer that and go, okay, that's where I'm getting to. Here's who I am. And this is how I'm going to get there. What are those first three steps that I should have done? Yeah, those first three are what I call the brand clarity trifecta. They are the most important first three steps because they define exactly you. First, it's your inner clarity, your perspective. That's number one in my framework. We have to know that self-awareness and self-reflection we talked about last week. We have to know who you are, your beliefs, your values. I'm married with your personality perspective, your professional perspective your purpose-driven perspective. There's so many complicated pieces to us. But when we take, I say, like the thousand-piece puzzle and put it on a table and we start seeing the frame of who you are and the picture comes obvious. Now, a lot of us are just doing the motions and we haven't done that deep eye, but it is so crucial to have someone get that out because it really frames what you believe in, what you're showing up for, and more importantly, how you're going to stand out and be different, right? Obviously, all genuine, nothing made up here. I do want to put that out there too. One of the things, and again, branding's not my specialty area. It's something that I'm definitely learning and immersed in. And the more we talk about it every week, the more I learn. But Michelle, there's probably people out there that say, like, why do I need to do branding? Don't we all have a reputation, even if we don't do anything? I know that you love that cliche that's always out there. What's the difference in your mind between reputation and branding? Because I know we talked about it in the LinkedIn branding book, but just for people who may not have read it, what's the difference? How do I manage it? If you ask a brand strategist all over the world, everyone's going to have a different definition. There is no 100% rule. Everyone has a different perception, but a brand is a promise, a connection, the emotional association you make. For me, it's very well-defined intentional. Like for me, a reputation is something good or bad that you are not controlling the narrative on. Now, I know we talk about this. We break this down in the book. I, for one, don't think your brand is a reputation. I think that your brand is an intentional and strategic role that you're playing. But at the end of the day, it's the way people perceive us. We can do whatever we want to control the narrative, but your reputation can be good or bad. Now, that is not a controlled thing. Hopefully it is. But your brand is what you are controlling. And a personal brand is you, you as the service. And that's why you have to know exactly who you are, what you believe in, because my brand is going to be 100% different than you, Michelle, and that's going to help me attract and reach the right people and stand out to the people I'm trying to make, the association, the connection, right? So we have to know absolutely that you're creating an intentional, strategic, foundational brand, and it starts with perspective, your internal clarity on all of that. Number two, Michelle, is your people. That's your external clarity. Who the heck are you showing up for? Who are you trying to create that association and connection with? And I go all in on like the problem these people are having, okay? So you know you're here to be that person to solve it. And for me, people is a two-pronged thing. You've heard me say this. It's your persona, that person, but also your partners. 
you're a partner, you're a power partner, your community, all these people are going to help expedite and grow your brand and amplify it faster than you can alone. So that's people for me. And I know that luckily we hit the jackpot when we met in 2020 and you became a power partner, right? You didn't know it at that moment, but that happened. It evolved. Absolutely. And I love that you keep using the word intentionality here because I think that's the main difference for me. One kind of happens by accident and it's not really anything in your control. That for me is reputation. When I think branding, I think it's an intentional thing that I set out to do that has clear guidelines. And I love that about your framework is that it just gives us those guidelines. And it's not about being something you're not. It's not about creating this fake brand that is this alter ego of yours. It's the digital twin, as I would say. There's no difference. But sometimes I think we're our own worst enemies and we wander off course, not the brand. The brand's always, you know, it's consistent and it's true and it doesn't change until, you know, you evolve. But ultimately, I think sometimes we get distracted. So what other steps are there involved if we're talking about? Yeah, that third one, because you're looking for your brand's North Star. That's going to be the thing that you're always looking for. So if you get a little bit off, you know, the North Star's there. So the third leg in the brand clarity trifecta is your competitive clarity. That's where you look and see the marketplace. Who's out there? How do you fit in? How can you differentiate yourself so you're well positioned in the mind, the top of mind status that's different and unique? How are you different? Why should someone go to you or think of you? Because you're different, right? You don't want to be in the sea of sameness, as I wrote about not too long ago. That's the kiss of death, right? We're so busy and so noisy right now, we have to frame a reference for people. And you do that by marrying your internal clarity, your external clarity and who you're here for, married with your competitive clarity. And that is the triangulation, which I know is your favorite shape of the brand clarity trifecta. And that is the core essence, the foundation of what your brand is is going to be known for and stand out and have that connection association. That's what you're trying to carve out that strategy. So that steps four, five, six, and seven is your roadmap out there. And you can do all those fun things, the visual and the verbal, as we talked about in the book. So the first one's really the visceral. In the book, we talked about being visceral, like top of mind, the feeling stuff. And then you translate to the verbal, like your messaging and stuff, and your visual identity, your colors, your fonts, and all the things, the pictures and everything, because you know now what they mean and what they stand for and what they represent, right? That's why when you went and did your business cards, Michelle, you had the guys like, well, what do you want it? You're like, I don't know. You could have just picked colors off a color wheel and you could care less, but they had no meaning. But now you have meaning, Michelle. We know that your teal symbolizes your mom. <laughs> yeah, That's absolutely. the core thing. And that is anchored in my mind. Do you see how that story and that's part of your perspective? In fact, Michelle, one of these days, I'm going to put you through my framework. Like, I know I've been your brand therapist, but I haven't physically taken you through it, have I? We have not done that. And again, I did dive in. I'm surprised it was only step four. Knowing me, as we always say, I dive in the deep end with the sharks and I like to play in that end and they'll figure it out. And I go back and I have to start again. I'm completely the opposite to you, Michelle, where you've got everything planned and mapped out to perfection. So for me, it's definitely something that I look back and I haven't done that soul searching to the level that I'm now aware. I don't think I could have done it in the beginning because my mind, I didn't even think it was a thing. So you could have talked to me at that time and I would have been like, 
what is this witchcraft that you're talking about? I'm in sales. Who needs marketing? Who needs branding? That's all rubbish. And so I don't think I would have been open to it if I'm being completely transparent here. But where I'm at now, and over the last few episodes, we've been talking about my evolution of where I'm going through, my struggles of where am I going to be? And we always say that branding can change. If I think about it in my business, so fast forward my time on LinkedIn. So I've been on LinkedIn around six years. I set up my business as a LinkedIn trainer. If I look at how long I think that took me, I think it was about six months before I started to be known once upon a time. I was the bee's knees when it came to beauty on LinkedIn, all things beauty industry. Bee's knees, wake up the next day, become a LinkedIn trainer that was going to aim at that industry. And I heard crickets for six months and I thought I had made the biggest mistake because no more dopamine, no more things keeping me happy, but it was crickets for six months. And I was someone that had six years of experience, but I've been through that process of growing. So I know what it's like for people. So when I work with businesses and they ask me, okay, so we set up the company page and that's great, tick. And we've got our employees and we've got some ideas around personal brands. And the CEO, we've got their executive brand sorted. How long does it take is normally the next question. And I don't think you see anything on LinkedIn for six to 12 months minimum. And most people are more desperate than that or give up too quickly. They either need something to happen way faster and that's why they go maybe on another platform or you know, yeah, I think they just give up is probably more what I'm worried about. Or they're desperate and they go to all these people thinking it's the shiny objects going to give them the answer when they really need to just start with the brand clarity so they can fast track themselves. Like they don't have to go to the shiny objects because they know exactly who they are, what they stand for, why they're here. They're purpose driven with their why and going to make an impact. And then they can translate it. Step four, your profile is perfectly aligned. Lots of different things that happen in step four for me. I'm not going to go in all the details. But then we jump to step five is where you show off your thought leadership branding and your ideas and you help people with the pain they're having with your content and how you solve that problem. And you're seen as the go to. So that's another thing. You can't just hop on LinkedIn without posting content if you're really trying to attract an audience and for your business or whatever. And number five is a huge part of that. But that is also reflected on who you are and your beliefs and your point of view. We need a point of view, Michelle, now more than ever, right? And then number six to me is promotion. And that's where you're really getting going and amplifying it. And number seven, but truly between one and five are really important on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So I would say a good year to get traction, but if you're doing it the right way and you're really clear and you're doing all the things, you can definitely see some results faster. I know for my example, when I started getting on LinkedIn consecutively well-branded, I don't know if this is a norm or not, but within a month, I got asked on two podcasts and to speak. Now, I don't know if that's a norm or not. And I got clients and referrals and, and prospects, but I would say on average, by 90 days, you'll start ticking in something. Like it's just going to start ticking. I think 90 days is a good traction, a full year to just get in the flow if you're completely on track. And that's the thing I want to have a caveat, Michelle, people can get a LinkedIn, but when they're not prepared, I think it's going to take longer. Look, I say the same thing to my clients because they always ask me, Michelle, if I do training with you, when will I see results? And I'm like, I know my process works and I know if you follow it, then on LinkedIn, you will get these results. 
But I don't know what you're going to do or how much you're going to absorb or how much you're going to follow. You know, I lay it out step by step. But if you want to try and skip some steps, I was guilty. I skipped a step four of your framework, so to speak. That's all knowing exactly what you're doing, having complete clarity, goals up front, and you're working towards that. Now, I think that most people come onto LinkedIn with the goal of posting content, increasing followers, and making an optimized profile. You can't optimize a profile if you don't know those things up front. Your brand is what drives a great profile, like all of those things that Michelle said. And that's why when I'm working with clients redoing their profiles is that we have to be clear around this because otherwise, how do you optimize a profile for no goal, no brand? Like it is impossible. So there are people that are paying to get their profiles updated way too early And then it's written for the wrong audience, written with the wrong tone, written with the wrong everything, basically. And then it becomes an expensive exercise. That's probably the path that I went down. Do it three times instead of doing it once first up. Absolutely. You're going to spend more investment and savings of time, money and anguish by getting it done right the first time when you have that brand clarity. And you said the word that I'm so glad you said, because in perspective phase for me, we start with goals. That's our benchmark baseline too. But every one of my clients has different goals, right? So, you know, somewhat this, somewhat that. Your reasons for being on LinkedIn, it's going to really shift and dictate how you show up and the things you're going to do and how fast you're going to get traction. And I really like clients that, like you said, I give them the clarity and the high level strategy and roadmap really their brand book and their toolkit, they can get out and do it. But at the end of the day, we're responsible for doing it, right? Just like you train your clients. So you've got to be committed. You know, you can have all the tools. It's like when you go to the gym, you can have all the tools, but unless you do the work, you're not going to see the results. So there's no magic bullet, right? When you have the tools, in my case, the brand clarity and the strategy and the roadmap, you got it all, but you've got to do it. And I think that you find that with your clients, Michelle, too. They've got to do the work. Yeah, there's no shortcuts. I promise people, as soon as I find the shortcuts, I pass them on. There are some things that you just can't. So if I'm looking at actionable tips this week, for me, Michelle, when it comes to this, I'm thinking about, let's take a moment. And I love that you picked up that I use the word goals, because in my training, the first part of my framework starts with a game plan. And the game plan includes goals, because I think before we even start taking action, if you haven't taken a moment to start to create what is it that you want to achieve with your time on LinkedIn, what do you want to be known for? All those kind of things that Michelle's mentioned in her framework. I think if you don't have that clear up front, the rest of it's just going to fall over. So it's time to actually take a moment, sit back and say, what am I here for? Because otherwise, on the days when you're hearing crickets, when you're first starting out building your brand on LinkedIn, I'm going to tell you, you're going to give up. But if you've got those goals, that's what I think keeps you going. And so for me, having those written down is something that was never important to me, Michelle. Like I always thought it was like a load of rubbish if I'm being completely transparent as always. I thought writing goals down was just a waste of time. But I am, again, evolving as a person, learning as a business owner, that if you don't have that, you just end up off course. And that's an expensive mistake. 
Oh, I love that. And my actual tips can be very much aligned with it. So write your goals. I always have my clients to say, what does the next 90 days look like? Where do you want to be six months in a year? And then later on, we talk about what three to five years would look like, just so we have a clear picture. But here's the thing. How are you going to implement those goals? Well, you're talking about the queen of procrastination and perfectionism and also a heavy seasoning of overthinking and overanalyzing. A recipe for disaster and action, right? Very much why you need to find that one thing that lights you to do it. So if you want to get on LinkedIn and you know you want to accomplish this, how are you going to do it? Does it make sense to do a public challenge or have an accountability partner or make a bet with yourself? In my case, I had to do a very public and almost crazy. Crazy crazy. is the right word. Because now I think it's crazy. But I said, I'm going to from never posting this in the sidelines for nine months to I'm going to post every single day. But it drew me and it got me going. And there was no way in the world I was going to publicly fail. So I had a goal and I had a challenge and I had something I knew I wasn't going to fail on. Right now, trust me, I've failed on many other things like going in the gym consecutively. You've got to know what lights your fire. So whatever that is, Find a way to make that happen. You know, that sticking point that gets you. We want you to write your goals and hit your goals and exceed your goals because it can all be done. And with the right clarity, the right roadmap, and with Michelle and I here to cheer you on, we promise you can achieve your dreams and your goals on LinkedIn. So to sum things up, we're going to look at if you do the work up front, you should start to see results within 90 days. Six to 12 months is when you really get that momentum building. And then once it's built, it continues to go and you'll be more confident and clear and just powered by your brand. So that's if you do the work up front. If you don't do the work up front and you just do it by trial and error, again, it's no problems. I've been there. I've done that. I am the poster child for that. But I can assure you what happens is you have to come back and do that work at some stage anyway. Now, you'll do it at the time that's right for you. When you need help, you know where to find either of us. We're always here to help people to get back on track. But Michelle, I think if we've set some realistic timeframes up today, it doesn't happen overnight. It certainly doesn't even happen over a week or a month. And it's something that is ongoing and will evolve over time. So be kind to your brand, be patient, and hang in there on the days where it's really tough. Absolutely. Well said, Michelle. We've given a wonderful, packed, action-oriented episode. So I think we are going to call it a week and be back next week for a more insightful and another helpful topic. So until next time, keep putting yourself out there. You have a brand to build, a business to grow, and people to impact. We'll catch you next time, everyone. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in today. More people like you need to be out there on LinkedIn, building their personal and business brands. So we would be so honored if you could leave us a five-star rating and review so we can create more impact with the power of two. That's it for this week. Till next time, connect with us on LinkedIn and keep putting yourself out there.